From the studio of the molecular biologist, Air Force veteran, comedian, and small business owner, Ken Fluence is a podcast that will take a number of unique approaches to exploring the mind, strengthening the body, and practicing positivity. Embark on an original audio journey through a myriad of topics, science, business, comedy, guest interviews, self-help and fitness, and life through many different lenses. Now, let's get to it. What's going on, Ken, folks? It's Ken with you back again with another episode of Kenfluence. One thing I can't stand and keeps popping up is very current right now, especially around the sports season and you know, you look at the NFL, you look at the NBA, you look at, you know, whoever's playing right now. I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but whoever's playing right now, there's always somebody in the crowd that has to be a serial contrarian. They just want to argue. They don't care what your point is. Not really. They just want to argue the other side. They don't really have a point to be made in their own uh, field or in their own expertise, their own lane. But whatever point you make is just wrong. And they have a point after a point after the point to sit there and try to sink the ship that you have. And it's just like, why? Like, what are you what are you getting out of that? To me, it just goes to like just serial insecurity, really. Um, people just hate, 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 hate not being heard. And to that, I'm like, you got to. I don't know, man, you got to start a podcast or a forum or a discord or something. I don't know. Like, it's it's not that hard. If you want to start a podcast, man. Just get yourself an RSS feed and just just talk at it and maybe get yourself a mirror and just see how it goes. I don't know. Whatever you need to do, whatever your process is, check it out. But, man, this is just a lot of people who just really love to have that devil's advocate. I have this hot take. I have this different perspective than everybody else and nobody sees it the way that I see it. And you're wrong because you don't see it my way. And I think that's just so weird sometimes. Like, not just the way I grew up, but like a lot of the way I move through the world right now is like, if I really disagree with you on something that I think is fundamental to maybe like the way that I live my life or that I see the world and there's something in me that just doesn't sit right and I have to maybe offer some different information I'll do that and I don't see a problem with folks who do do that so I'm not coming at those folks I'm not just saying let people come out here and just say anything and everybody be hush mouth and never say what you feel not saying that at all but I'm saying folks who whenever you make a point whenever somebody has something to say and they don't agree with it Boom, there they are in the middle of it. And they're just ready to, just almost ready to argue, right? And there's like this sick, almost perverse joy that they get in engaging in these moments. And some people just seem so rehearsed with it. Like they like they just knew like at any moment in the day, I would get dragged into a debate about this particular subject. And now Thank God here I am because I was going to waste this good rant that I had stored up within me. That's weird, right? Like, is that, tell me if I'm wrong, but that's, that's got to be one of the weirdest things that I've experienced here. Um, and, and it's everywhere. I'm not just saying like here um, in a local spot, but like 
it's just a thing that I've observed like time and time again in all these different spaces. So again, like with family, there are certain spaces where folks do it. It's with friends. Certain people just have their opinions and like their heels to die on, especially at work. People will get on a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting and have nothing to contribute to the conversation other than points to sink the boat. That is your uh, your point that you're trying to make. And it's like, OK, got it. Cool. Doesn't work. But what does work? Silence and crickets. And it's like, what? <laughs> Why are you meeting the point that I have with such? aggression or such malice or such like readiness to to combat my point like where is that coming from I'm not just speaking for myself but I'm speaking for like a lot of other people that I've seen it happen to and it's just again it just barks and screams insecurity look at me look at me look at me and I have to make a case for the other side and I'm just willing to engage on any issue for any length of time it doesn't matter when it doesn't matter if it's at the end of the day at the end of a meeting if uh you know if you're in a relationship and things are going well and you're on a date and people are just like I just got to get it out of me I just can't let this be a, a moment where I just let the other person have it right what what happened to what was it like three five years ago I'm I'm getting old so I'm losing the scope of some of these things but like remember when you used to just say all right you got it like what happened to that people people never say all right you got it anymore and i hate that like that that's one thing that i figured out that like i i say so often in my head i won't even let you know that you got it but things are so low priority when it comes to engaging in just stupid, superficial back and forths or on things that just don't impact anything one way or another, in my head, I check out now. Yep, you got it. Now, just to see to your point and, you know, just keep it moving. I might nod my head and be like, yep, all right. And just call it a day because I don't think it's always required of me to come at every point that I don't agree with. My life doesn't necessitate that. I don't get validation from drawing a crowd around me and poking holes in another person's point of view. I don't. I, I don't get anything out of that. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. And if I respectfully disagree, I might tell you that, but I, I don't have to come at you to do that. And there is such a respectful way to do that too. But there are just folks out there that just with all the hate and malice and the spit at the corner of the lips, just dripping with venom, just ready to shut down people's points and just shut down, you know, the things that they build up in, you know, maybe their head or in in their own world or what have you. And to me, it's just annoying. It's so annoying. And what's crazy is like sometimes these people do have points. They do have solid points sometimes when they come back and they're like, well, maybe this won't work because of this or um, I don't like this because, you know, I don't like this player because maybe their shooting percentage is low from the three point range. Or I think that go karts are dumb because seatbelt harnesses don't protect you for much. Yada, yada, yada. You might have a great point, but shut up. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's like being on 
any popular news station these days, and I'm not going to name the one I'm thinking of, but really all of them. But I mean, people are people have somehow along the way turned themselves into news pundits that we say that we can't stand so much and we want to get away from the way the media is portraying certain things and how they disseminate information. I'm like, y'all are becoming the exact same thing with a smaller audience. Stop it. It's weird. It's so weird. Can we all look at each other right now? I'm looking at you through the audio of this podcast. Can you agree with me that this is weird? I know it is. I know you feel the same way. People over here arguing to the death um, over something they don't even care about. At least I don't think you care about it. it there's no way you care about everything that much. And to me, like, if every hill you die on is that important, the hills that you die on look so much smaller. Okay, so like in the military, for example, right, we have obviously our rank structure and the highest you can go as like a normal officer, I would call it before you get into the generals is an 06, which is a colonel equivalent. Right. So uh, a full bird colonel, as we would have in, I guess, most branches. And they have what we call a silver bullet. Okay, silver bullet is basically a favor. And usually that favor is like a colonel to colonel type deal or like a colonel to maybe like a GL or general officer level. So say, for instance, you have a colonel, right? And they may ask another colonel who may be lateral. So just as important as they are, or sometimes, you know, you can have the same rank, but positionally um, in a bigger organizational structure, uh, another colonel may be over another one, right? And he or she may go to that other person and say, hey, you know, my org doesn't ask for a lot, but, you know, colonel to colonel, I need this favor. I'll pay you back later. or You know, however we need to shake it out, we can do it. But I really need help in this area. And that carries something because, you know, it's that person's word that like I'm coming to you in this very sincere space. I don't ask for a lot. I usually don't require a lot. But if you could just help me out. I think this is very important that we do this and we do it on this deadline and we get it right. I need your help. Bam. A lot of people are willing to help. But if you got a person that's coming back, you know, week after week after week asking for all these favors and asking for all these silver bullets and they're asking for all these people to intervene. It's like, dude, like, why don't you have this? Like, why don't you you should be able to handle this? Right. Like, what's going on? Like, why everything that you say now seems less important or less grave than the thing before? Same thing with parenting. So when you go into, you know, uh, any real organization or not organization, any uh, authoritarian figure as a kid. Right. And they keep coming to you, whether it be a teacher, a parent or whoever. Right. A lot of, you know, upper level adult figures in in kids life a lot of times. So like, let's say teacher or parent, everything's important. Right. So all these rules are strict. Don't go against one of them or else, you know, punishment, grounding, suspended, can't play a sport, um, no outside time or free time or I guess screen time now with kids nowadays. But things get taken away or severe consequences happen if you blank. But if everything is a severe consequence, then it looks like, well, might as well 
you know, do anything because there's no there's no real stratification of what's important to me or really what's important to you being conveyed to me. Everything's important. And when everything's important, nothing becomes important, whether that's school, whether that's parenting, whether that's a relationship. When everything's important, when everything's a burning building, when everything is the most important thing in the world, nothing is. It's just the boy or the girl who cried wolf at that point. So you got to be very careful to me when you come to people and you say that this is something I'm willing to put my voice, my argument, my reputation against. Because when you start doing that with everything, it's like you really dilute yourself to an extreme degree, I believe. So just please watch out for that. And the serial contrarian, they just they just don't care. Okay, so you being a normal person, like I assume you are, like I assume you are, I don't know. You listen to Kinfluence, so you know we a little off over here. But if you're a regular person and you're approached by a serial contrarian, sometimes you just gotta recognize this person is just there to be combative. And they just like to pit their wits against people. And they, it's like only the strongest survive and I'm the strongest opinion in here. And that's not usually the case. I've learned that usually people who are more quiet, I'm not going to say, you know, the most silent person in the room, but usually the person who has less to say in a room has more impactful things to say in a room. But the person who's constantly there, who needs the validation of like just, um, assassinating other people's points it's like to me i think they're like i guess power dynamic is like low middle tier i would say but it's those quiet folks or those more selective when they speak people those folks are the ones who usually have the crazy moments in the room right so those those are the people who have like the you ever watch battle rap and you know, one guy kind of goes off and it's like, okay, cool. I, I enjoyed that. And then the person comes back with a rebuttal. They say like two things and the whole room goes crazy. And it's like, oh, snap, that was so crazy. Well, that battle rap moment in like an office space usually happens when the quiet reserve person says something and they bring up something that nobody else thought of. And not only do they do that, but they usually do that with some form of a low level solution to it, low to mid tier solution, I'd say. And when they do that, it's like, I'm blown away personally, because it's like, we've all been sitting here, we've all been discussing this, but nobody's brought up this point yet. So that's really, I think, advanced level thinking. Not only that, but you were humble enough and respectful enough to not speak over people, not to, um, immediately discredit people or try to discredit people and their points without further investigating what they truly meant or if there was any additional information that they had those people are like the rare gems i think in an organization and the those are the folks that you can build teams off of and you can build uh, to a bigger and brighter future in the places that you are with those individuals but the, the person who i think that's very old school too the person who's just sitting there and 
you know, well, Johnny's wrong because Johnny's never done this or that, or I've been in this company for 17 years. I used to be quality assurance for nine years at Lockheed Martin. And, you know, you start rambling and pontificating about yourself and why you're right. That might've worked. I think in like the nineties or maybe early two thousands, that's probably the way business was structured and, you know, probably, you know, go back to, I don't know, the eighties probably, you know, that's real, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I just imagine like Mark Wahlberg or, you know, somebody like that in a suit doing some old wise guy talk like that. But nowadays, man, like, I don't think that gets you too far. Not with the way organizations are structured now and the way teams are built with younger, brighter people who are challenged to think differently because we just have different challenges. Right. So young professionals, they're just on something different. But when you just falling into that same little battle of the wits trap, like usually a lot of older dudes fall in this. Like I, I haven't seen a lot of um, women often fall in this. So I think it's very smart on their part. But it's usually like older dudes who are like, I would say mid 50s and beyond. I don't know why. But they will get into this battle of wits about nothing. And they will sit there and just contradict, 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 contradict. And it's like, y'all aren't even the biggest players in the room oftentimes, which I think is very weird. And I'm, I'm speaking from a business perspective, but I also see that again when it comes to, you know, I have a lot of older friends. I have a lot of mentors. Um, I have a lot of. I just hang out with older crews, man. I, I got 50 year old friends. It, it, it be like that, right? Got to get, got to get game from somewhere. Can't always get it from the TikTok crowd, but there's no DIY to how to make a bag. Not really. Earn passive income in three steps. <laughs> Plays to the moon in the background. Can't do it. But, you know, these older cats, you often be at dinner. And a lot of the same things happen. Somebody says something, somebody disagrees, and the other person starts attacking the first person, and they start just throwing eggs at each other across the table. And it's just like, what? what's going on here? Raw eggs, too. I'm not talking about boiled eggs, because those probably would be a lot softer and less impactful, less messy. But anyway, battle of the wits, man. You got to be aware of when somebody's trying to drag you into that, because... To me, it it really dilutes you and makes you look worse. Take versus battles, for instance. Jay-Z is never going to do a versus battle. Think Jay-Z is the best rapper or, or not, who cares? Jay-Z is at a point in his career and has had the type of success in his career where if he were to do a versus battle, that was... Again, subjective, like a lot of these debates often are, right? Very subjective. So you get in that and then he gets drawn into it with the Kodak Black or whoever wants to battle him right now. It diminishes some of his greatness by him having to come down to that level and entertain that thing. I would say the same thing with Tua Young Money's greatest Lil Wayne himself and Drake them two getting into a versus battle with anybody other than 
probably each other would be ridiculous. Even though Drake was low key in a versus battle with Kanye that he was, I believe, tricked into, but we're not gonna get into that. But you see what I'm saying? Play stupid games, you're gonna get stupid prizes and stupid trophies. And you <laughs> believe me, it, it's not something you want. It's not it's not anything that makes you look good, and hopefully it's not something that makes you feel that great either because to me it it also comes off very childish and like immature seems very sophomoric and like oh look at me and like you're just doing the most to draw a crowd around you and have these people validate how you feel and people to like clap for you and like kind of get in your corner and like do the yes man a head nod and sometimes people need that yes man head nod around them for them to function usually the serial contrarian and it's again i can't say it enough it's insecure and it's that need for validation from an outside source that you really want to avoid you really want to avoid people like that in general because those people are voracious they are constantly hungry for attention they're constantly hungry for validation from others and nothing's going to satisfy that nothing and you being in the way of that is going to only hurt and affect you negatively it's going to be a detriment to you not them for you getting played and drug into this game so to me i would just say steer away from it as as at all costs as much as possible and just don't stoop to their level because like i just said like the wittiest people don't have to play these battle of wits games like the the most clever person doesn't have to prove time and time again every conference call or every family function or every game at the bar you don't have to prove you're a NBA savant and critique every Euro step and layup that you see just because you shoot around at the gym from time to time. Generally, nobody gives a, nobody cares. All right. And if there are any serial contrarians listening to me right now, hey, within the sound of my voice, shut up. Shut up. I I don't want to put one of my homies on blast, but one of my best of friends, we were at a bar uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, we were out with some other folks, and he's one of those people, I hate to say it, bro, if you're listening, you know you are, and it's all love, but don't even know what we're talking about. We were a few drinks in, so a little fuzzy remembering, but... We started off on something, and the whole night here had already kind of just been picking little fights here and there with not just us, but, like, other people, like, around us at the bar about some of the games that are on TV. Talking about hockey, I'm like, bro, we don't even, you know, we don't even watch hockey like that. We had been into, like, a couple of, like, the Ducks games, like, around here, but, like, that was, like, some of the first hockey games we ever went to. So what, what do you mean? You don't even know the rules. You don't know the rules. <laughs> you don't even know that there are three periods in hockey. You know, that's new information to me. 
Most things are in quarters, quarters and halves. Who does three or anything? Hockey, apparently. Bruh barely knows that, but he's over here arguing to the death about players he don't even know like that. And at a certain point, not talking about that, but talking about something else along the line, I forget, like I said earlier, but I was just like, bruh, like, shut up. Nobody cares. You look like an ass right now. And I know you don't want to portray yourself like that. I know you don't feel like that right now, but that's how you're coming off. And to be real with you, if you really want to get off these points and if you are really this passionate, which I don't think you are about this, but if you are this passionate about these things, maybe consider doing a podcast and maybe inviting people on where you can like have a forum to discuss these things, not to sit there and just, you know, critique, 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 or as they say on Django, what is it? Criticize, criticize, criticize. You don't want to criticize, criticize, criticize. But to get on there and say, like, what's your point of view? Okay, well, this is mine. Poke holes in my thinking, and I'll do the same to yours. Maybe we'll come to a consensus, or maybe there will be room in the middle where we can have some trade space, and we can compromise, and we can end it there. That's a beautiful episode, I think. Or if you don't want to do that, and that feels like too much work or too involved, man, maybe Think about joining a discord or even starting a discord and having those conversations with either like minded folks about how you think the world is or how you think these issues are and how they play out. Or. Maybe shut up. Because shutting up is always an option, too. And again, nobody wants to hear this. Got to have a lens on yourself, got to have some type of self-awareness got to be cognizant of how you're coming off to people in relation to how you see yourself and how you feel about yourself people talk about like the secret and people talk about so you think it so it is and affirmations and all these things yeah sure but at the same time at the same time, you got to have a scope on reality, people. Got to have a scope on reality. Can't sit there and wish for gold and do that from the inside of your house with no internet, with no means of communication with the outside world tucked away in your own little hidey hole, um, wishing for a relationship and you're not going out into the world and meeting people you're not shaking hands you're not going on dates you're not going to places where people are you're not going to social events you're not going to benefits or volunteering opportunities you're not going out with your friends with for, to parties or to again other social gatherings but you're like oh i just want a, a husband or a wife so bad you're not going bruh you're in a state of delusion Okay, and I think these serial contrarians are also in a state of delusion when they think people want to listen to what they have to say all the time when nobody asked them with the with the you know what. I'll leave that there. I'll leave that there. I feel like y'all with me, though. Y'all got to be. It's just. It just really bothers me, but I know that it's all rooted in being validated 
and that was probably at some point in their lives an area where they just didn't get that when they needed it. They probably have certain points in their lives that they can think to very distinctly and very vividly that like if somebody had just agreed with me that one time or if somebody had just said what I'm saying is valid, I wouldn't have to feel like I'm fighting for every point that I'm making. Or maybe somebody did that to them in their life. Somebody in their household or that they were close to just every time they had a point, just shot it down, shot it down, shot it down, shot it down. And they got to this point where they just felt like they needed that crowd approval or that approval from a certain person, whether it be a boss, still a parent, a family member, that person they're in a relationship with, certain special friends, whoever. And that's hard. That can be very hard for them. And we all probably suffer from that to an extent. And you have to be in a position where you can have your point, you can have your position, and you can have your great ideas, and you can have them without fear of those things being judged, ridiculed, or contradicted by somebody else who has a different subjective opinion. A lot of this mess in the world ain't set in stone. A lot of stuff isn't putting on tablets everything you say and like and feel isn't on you know the 10 commandments and that's okay that's fine and when you feel that type of way feel free to feel it but just because other people don't feel that way too and they don't reciprocate that then that's also fine good example of that we don't do things for us completely in the United States anymore. I'll say that. I think we are a very, can be, not all of us, not all the time. I think sometimes, by and large, we can be very us-centric a lot of times. Things can be very me, 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 me. I want a Twitch stream that everybody looks at me and I'm semi-famous. I want a podcast where everybody looks at me and everybody loves everything that I say and they hang on every word and it's the greatest thing in the world. I want a song that everybody plays behind all the TikTok videos and it has millions of streams and people are playing it at the club and people's weddings, graduation, bar mitzvahs and funerals for all time. It's great. Everybody loves my music. And A lot of times you can want all these things, but you're not doing them in a spirit of this is something that made me happy and I'm sharing it. It's more so this is something that I like and I think it's cool, but I'm going to slant it so that it fits what people either expect of me or what they want to see. So I'm going to make videos for you, I'm going to make music for you, I'm going to write this show for you, and I'm going to get the, basically, I'm going to get the glory from it. I'm going to get the shine, I'm going to get the clout, I'm going to get the the silver or the gold aura behind me because I made this. Boom. 
but you didn't do it for you. You didn't do it a whole hundred percent for yourself without fear of judgment, without, you know, thinking somebody's going to be looking over your shoulder one day and saying, oh, you like Tom Brady? Well, I think he's the worst quarterback in the world. Or um, you think Drake is the best rapper? I disagree. If it's not Biggie or Tupac, you are stupid. Like, (laughs) just, man, that's one thing. That's one reason I don't get into, like, a lot of the conversations about, like, relationships and music in the podcast realm or on the internet or any of that kind of stuff. Because I think those things are probably two of the most subjective areas. There probably are like who you like and what you think is acceptable in your relationship is so intimate to you and that other person. Like who am I to have an opinion on what you like or what makes you happy or what doesn't fly for you. So I've seen so many times where like, um, a woman has, has like really been into a guy and I've seen like her friend step in and be like, oh, well, he doesn't make enough or his job isn't, you know, that of a young professional. So um, why bother, basically? But that guy made her happy. But ultimately, they didn't continue dating or seriously pursuing what they had because of the opinions of others. She felt like she was not being validated by external external factors on something that she had because um you know they thought he was less than for for dumb reasons flip side i've seen guys be with girls that they love head over heels and they're all about they're great people business minded they are nurturing they're supportive etc but friends come in she's not even bad like that oh i wouldn't whatever oh couldn't be me i'm happy for you though dog stuff like that and then they start rethinking oh is she pretty enough oh do i think she's attractive enough well nobody you know i'm not getting in fights every weekend on the club in the club over her so i don't know just dumb stuff like that right not saying these are the only examples in the world but like you see a lot of stuff like that going on from time to time and it's just like what in the world just like and love what you like and love and that's okay tell you one moment i had recently it was last weekend weekend before last um scrolling my phone it's late night and i'm on youtube one of the things that pop up in my feed is uh the 2019 version, the live action version of The Lion King. Some some clip from it popped up because if you know me, you know I love and adore The Lion King, the original version, right? Grew up on it, seen it probably thousands of times. And when I say thousands, I mean that with a th, uh, the hard th thousand, you know, not hundreds, not dozens, thousands. Seen it too many times, right? Stay with my childhood. We can get into it later. Probably not. Anyway, um, I see the movie come up. And I'm a little, I hate it, okay? I, I'm going to be honest. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate the soundtrack. I hate half the cast in it. I hate the voice acting jobs of most of the characters, even some of the return characters. I just don't like a lot of it. And one of the things that made me the saddest about it was the underuse of the tracks on the song. And I think Lion King, the original 1994 release, has 
arguably one of the best soundtracks, scores and musical numbers included, ever created. Don't think you can really rock with it. Like, I don't think you can touch it for a lot of reasons. Um, Hans Zimmer, Tim Rice, Elton John, Lebo M. If you're not familiar with Lebo M, he is, um, I call him the African Kirk Franklin. He can arrange a choir like you ain't never heard in your life, son. Man is amazing. Um, to bring you a little bit more full circle, no pun intended, he is the voice in the beginning of Circle of Life. He does a lot of the chanting throughout the movie. And, you know, when everything starts growing back and getting beautiful again after the, you know, Battle of Pride Rock or whatever, his voice comes back again very clearly. You can hear him singing, you know, the uh, Swahili in the back, a little bit of Igbo. And um, that's him. So I think those four right there nailed it. There's not much better you could have done. But this last album for this last movie won't hit like that. Wasn't hitting for me. Didn't do it. So I said versus sitting here and complaining about somebody else's work and, you know, saying that, you know, oh, they should have done this and oh, they should have done that. Well, I'm going to make my own playlist of Lion King themed songs. And they're going to be structured chronologically, you know, so from they're going to be sequenced to tell the story of the Lion King. Not just as the movie tells it, but also with additional context that I would think is headcanon for myself. And I'm going to walk you through that and I'm going to throw in stuff from the original movie. I'm going to throw in stuff from supplementary albums that they made. So stuff that, you know, was made for the movie, but maybe didn't make the movie stuff that was made for the Broadway play. Uh, maybe didn't make the play stuff from the Broadway play. I use that. And matter of fact, use a couple tracks from Lion King 2 to also tell that story. So took me a few hours, maybe five or six hours um, over the course of maybe, I don't know, a couple days. And when I got done, I, I ain't gonna say I cried or nothing. I, I definitely didn't do that, but I was very emotional when I was done. Because I did it without the expectation of somebody critiquing what I made. You can be a Lion King snob. You can be a music snob. You can be from, you could be a composer with five degrees from Juilliard. You can be the next uh, Mozart. I don't care. What I made, I love. And I was listening to it. Matter of fact, last Sunday, cleaning up in the background and it's like an hour and I don't know, like an hour and 30 something minutes. And so basically, if you were to line it up, it would essentially line up with the movie. The movie's about an hour and 30 minutes. So I'm not going to say frame by frame it would line up, but essentially like that's kind of the theme of it. Right. So how do you tell the story of that movie in one playlist? And I nailed it song by song. So you got some stuff from the musical you have broadway um interpretations of it you have the instrumental parts of it you have the chanting and the right points that mean the right things at the right times of the story i'm proud of that man and you can like it you can love it you can hate it you can think it's dorky you can think it's nerdy i frankly don't give a but your opinion is fine with me but there's no reason 
for you to be contrarian to what I spent so much time and effort in the making. But even if you do, that's fine. That's your right. Don't care. And to anybody who feels like there's a looming contrarian over what you do. Oh, you do this, but you could do it better. Oh, um, when's the next time you're going to do this? Oh, that's not going to work because etc. Whatever. Those people are going to exist. And I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think they're going to wake up and have a change of heart tomorrow. Probably going to be pretty consistent with it. But you got a couple options here. One, you can cut them out your life. You don't, <laughs> not saying just like remove everybody that disagrees with you or who says something that you don't like. But if it's just constantly, constantly, constantly bringing you down or making you always question yourself or making you think that I need to be second guessing everything that I do because I need to incorporate the thoughts and the feelings of name a person, get rid of them or limit how much you expose yourself to them or how much information you tell them about the things that you're doing because you don't need to be dragged down by somebody constantly questioning what you do and when you do it and how you do it. Doesn't matter. And I would also say, be okay with what you do. Love what you do and enjoy it how you want to enjoy it. People have forgotten how to season things the way they like them. Life is so much like cooking and we've learned to season our dishes, season our thoughts, season our feelings and season our emotions and season our perceptions in such a way that they're palatable to other people. You want it to be consumable by everybody. So if it's, if everybody's going to eat it, well, it can't be too sweet. It can't be too spicy. It needs to be spicier. It has to have a little bit of acidity to it. Oh, can't put any animal fat in it because, well, a lot of vegans in the room. Season things in your life to your own taste. And the people who want to eat from that, people who want to enjoy that, and people who want to partake in it, let them, welcome them. And the people who have a few questions, be ready to inform them if they have questions. But the people who just are sitting outside your kitchen or sitting outside your restaurant, just picketing and rioting and wanting to point fingers and question and yada 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 everything you do tone them out man close the door close the windows close the blind close the partition whatever you got man screen though and do you man do you because at the end of the day you want to be the most fulfilled version of yourself that you can be you want to be the most realized person that you can be and you only feel like that everything starts clicking in your life everything starts going right everything starts feeling positive when you do you the way you want to do you and when you feel great all these things about like you know I I got some friends who like big into the secret I got some people who are big into religion I got some people who are big into like a little bit of everything you know y'all know me y'all know I love me some Jesus we down with that one thing that I've noticed that's universal is 
feeling good brings good. When you feel great, great things happen. When you do good things and you, it's a buzzy feeling. It's almost like a, you kind of almost tipsy. Sometimes you ever feel so good. You feel tipsy, like you singing in the house and you dancing, you bobbing your head. You can't stop because you got this like feeling in you. It's like a groove. It's like a something that just won't cut itself off. When you feel like that, more great stuff comes in. When you stop doubting yourself and when you stop like letting the voices of other people play in your head like a loop saying that, oh, man, I ain't like that. Oh, I don't listen to solo podcasts. Oh, I don't think that the way you do it really works for me. Oh, that's great what you do, but I don't really leave that alone, man. When you do stuff for you and you feel it and it, it radiates, it comes off genuine to people and it brings good things all the time. It can't help but bring good things. Okay, that's all I got for y'all, man. Somebody play my outro. This has been another episode of Ken Fluence, a podcast where we discuss personal development, health and wellness, fitness, neuroscience, business, and entrepreneurialism. For more information and updates, follow K-E-N underscore F-L-U dot E-N-C-E on Instagram. Kenfluence channel on YouTube. Kenfluence TV on Twitch. The Kenfluence podcast can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and anywhere else you used to listen to Joe Rogan. Join us next time for another episode of Kenfluence. Thanks for listening.